Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, walk and talk. Alright, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. Alright, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy. Is that, was that so exciting? So red cup, that's what it's called. Red cup, red solo cup. So good. Great. You think that's a reference to Solo Cup? Yeah. A, a, the Red Cup is a Solo Cup. Han Solo. Han Solo movie. Is that real? Or it's, are you just it's assuming not, no, that? No, I'm I'm just assuming that. It's oh. not the real name of the movie. It's just the, the code name. Oh, that's the code name. You don't code think that's name. the real yeah. name of the movie? Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Oh. Yeah. It's I the, was it's really the, thinking that was the name of the movie. No, it's the guys that they film under will be Red Cup. Ah. But they've just blown it by tweeting that. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what's the point of? Yeah, now there's no point. But I mean, people would have found out immediately anyway. Yeah. So I, I already, I was looking through Twitter. I already, there was already people that I follow that already knew that it was, was going to really be called Red Cup. I was really thinking it was called Red Cup, and I was like, what a cool <laughs> title for a Star Wars movie. That would that would have been the most interesting Star Wars title of all time. Yeah. If you're just gonna go out and call it Red Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's a uh, it's it. solo. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I get it now. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome. We are almost to the Super Bowl. Sandra, do you care at all about the Super Bowl? I care about the halftime show. That's about it. All right. Who's playing at the halftime show? Lady Gaga. I don't even know this. Oh, Lady Gaga's playing. I think it's going to be a good show. All right. She, you all know, right. she's quite a performer. She is. I can I can definitely get down with that. Uh, my favorite part about about the Super Bowl are the trailers. This is when this is the time of year when most studios start releasing a lot of the trailers for that year. Um, so that's actually what we're going to talk about today. So in addition to what we're feeling, we want to talk about uh, what makes a good trailer. Talk about our favorite trailers, some of the worst trailers, and what makes you go see those movies. So let's introduce ourselves. Uh, so in addition to saying who you are and what you do, also what most recent what's the most recent trailer you're excited about my name is sandra Amstutz. i'm a social media manager in nashville tennessee and um i've been seeing the dunkirk trailer quite a bit in theaters mm-hmm. lately and i'm normally n- never interested in war movies but because it's christopher nolan and because we have harry styles crying beautifully in it i will go see dunkirk and that's different reasons than I'm interested in it, but, <laughs> um, I, I, I will say, I will say Chris Nolan does a great trailer. Yeah. Always. Sure um, I'm Lucas Wright, a designer from the Bay area. And for me, the Logan trailer, the first Logan trailer, not yeah. the second one, but the first Logan trailer with Johnny Cash's song underneath any, any trailer with a great song, uh, it gets me. So I'm, it makes me really excited to watch, watch the new Wolverine movie. So. So every week, we like to talk about something we've discovered or rediscovered throughout the week. So let's talk about what we're feeling. Sandra, what are you feeling this week? This week, I'm feeling a single from a while ago. Actually, I don't know when this song came out. Let me look that up really quick. Like a long while ago. (laughs) (laughs) From a while ago. It came out in the year 2000. Um, (laughs) It's called Crazy for This Girl by a group called Evan and Jaren. They're two... 
like spookily handsome twins that <laughs> um, were a pop group for uh, a short amount of time. And like I don't know if they have any other song that anyone would ever know about, but you definitely have heard Crazy for This Girl. But she's changed my mind. Would you look at her? She looks at me. She's got me thinking about it constantly, but she don't know how I feel. She carries on without a doubt. I wonder if she's figured out I'm crazy for this girl. particularly this week is because um this weekend was the SAG Awards and Kevin Spacey appeared at the SAG Awards um with Evan from Evan and Jared Jaren as his date um and he has done that at other award shows as well Evan is part of Kevin Spacey's management team and I think they're good friends and so every time um Evan shows up at an award show next to Kevin Spacey. He's usually caught on camera and people see this incredibly handsome guy that Kevin Spacey brought. I'm like, who is this guy? And then, <laughs> you know, everyone realized, oh, that's Evan from Evan and Jaren. Remember that single, Crazy for This Girl? And every single time that happens, I go look it up on Spotify and it's stuck in my head for about two or three weeks. And so it happened again this weekend. I've been listening to it a lot um, since then. And I just really love this single. It's a fun, fun time. This was definitely my jam. This was like one of the songs that I would put on repeat and listen to like maybe three times in a row kind of situation when this first came out. I haven't thought about this song in a long time until until now. So I'm 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 really excited about this. So what you've heard this before, though. Oh, sure. I mean, obviously, back in 2000, when it came out, it was something that was on the radio. And I Mm -hmm. don't remember being a particular fan of it then. But it it's part of this category of songs that honestly, I couldn't even tell you what genre they belong to. But um, I refer (laughs) to them as like those singles. And it's these singles where you the people who sang it you don't really know what happened to them. You you probably don't even remember what the name of the people that are, um, but you remember the song so clearly. Another classic example of this it just is a song that I really love called Story of a Girl. Yes. It, that is the quintessential version of like this type of song. And I love these songs so much. Usually the lyrics don't make that much sense, but they're so catchy and, um, you know, there's a, a lot of nostalgia that plays into my love for mm-hmm. them. Um, so right now, ever since I started listening to Crazy for This Girl, um, I've started putting together a playlist of all these songs that I feel like fit a similar vibe and um, short-lived fame. Um, so Story of a Girl is one of them. Like Collide is a big one. Wonderwall, obviously. Um, a lot of Goo Goo Doll songs like Slide and Iris. <laughs> Uh, what else do I have? Um, Wherever You Will Go by The Calling, You and Me by Lifehouse, um, 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20, Unwell by Matchbox 20, um, Spotify. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to subscribe to this playlist for sure. sure. And Spotify is being really helpful because whenever, you know, you're listening to one of these songs and your playlist is over, it just starts 
like picking out more songs for you that might fit the vibe of your playlist. And so it helps me like discover all the ones that I'm forgetting. (laughs) Um, And I definitely would like to use this time to say to anyone who's listening that if you have the perfect example of something that would fit on this playlist, please let me know because (laughs) the whole thing about these songs is that you don't remember them until you hear them. And so um, it's hard to really just like think of everything that should go on this kind of playlist. But uh, if you have ideas, I really would like to hear them. Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm definitely going to have to subscribe to that playlist. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all I'm going to be listening to all week. That's what happens when you start this song. Right. It gets you on a tangent. So. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, what I'm feeling this week is a YouTube channel um, called Nerdwriter. Um, have you have you watched this before? I've seen um, one of the videos, but I don't follow it very closely. Okay. This is a guy who does a YouTube video every week, just basically doing a video essay about how things work. So he talks about music or movies, TV shows, uh, comedians, that kind of thing. Um, he just really an- kind of dives in deep and analyzes those things. So he has one where he kind of breaks apart uh, one of Bob Dylan's songs. He does another one where he talks about you know, how to understand Picasso or about the Truman Show. Um, but about a year ago, he did a video about how Donald Trump answers questions. When you see people talking, they're saying, well, Trump has a point. We have to get down to the problem. Maybe the most important technique Trump utilizes, and he does this more than anyone I've ever heard, is ending his sentences with strong, punchy words. A lot of times he'll rearrange the beginning of a sentence awkwardly so that he can end strong. For example, here, it would probably be more natural to say, you can't solve a problem until you find out what the root cause is. But he brings the is forward to end on root cause. He does the same here. And it looks like that's what he was But it's, re- it's really interesting to me how he dissects um, a lot of Trump's answers and how he kind of talks through exactly what Trump is saying. Because um, that's, I, I think that's, that is also a very fascinating thing about Trump. Just the way he talks is very different than uh, most people, but <laughs> definitely any politician or president that we've ever had. Um, and just really diving into, you know, one single topic and and really kind of getting at what the purpose of it is or what the what the kind of intent is, is really interesting. But he has tons and tons of videos and he's been doing it forever. Um, and it's really cool to, to get one of these videos every week. So. Yeah, I need to see more of this channel. I I watched that one video, Lucas, where he like breaks down Donald Trump's speaking patterns and um, Mm -hmm. vocabulary choices. And um, I was really impressed by it because, you know, after watching Arrival this year, you know, people who are like really great at linguistics is, I think, a really exciting and necessary like skill set and definitely i don't know if that's his primary focus but it was great to see it on display in this video um Mm -hmm. and really like break down what in you know with this particular answer donald trump was conveying and how like his personal background influences his speaking patterns versus that of other politicians yeah yeah definitely i feel like I, I, I'm pretty sure this guy's probably majored in English, um, <laughs> but seeing him kind of use a lot of those skills um, on on different things is really cool to see. Yeah, I bet. So. All right. Um, so that's what we're feeling this week. Let's jump into our main topic, movie trailers. 
I read an interview with the agency that cut the Suicide Squad trailer and have done a lot of other bigger trailers in Hollywood. Um, and just about their process and everything like that. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting. They talk a lot about um, how much audio plays into uh, the cut of the trailer, how much of the movie is actually done by the time they get the trailer, um, and and really kind of what they look at for building a great trailer. So I, we just really want to take this time to talk about what makes a good, what makes a good movie trailer. What are your favorite movie trailers? Um, so let's yeah, let's start there, Sandra. What is your favorite movie trailer? I mean, there are so many, but the one that instantly pops into my mind, um, it's partially one of my favorite movie trailers because it's one of my favorite movies. But I think even... That always helps. Oh, <laughs> right. But I think even alone, it's still an amazing trailer. And that's the tra- the first trailer for The Social Network. Um, the one that uses Creep by Radiohead mm-hmm. or the cover of Creep by Radiohead. I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun and they lead to a better life. I think that might have been one of the first trailers that did one of these like slow covers of a popular song. Yeah, it was an early it was an early one. Um, I remember seeing this trailer for the first time. Like, I distinctly have that memory. It was Mm -hmm. um, before, it played before Inception, and we went to a midnight showing of Inception. And so, you know, I'm with a group of friends. We're all excited about this movie. And then the first time I'm ever, any of us are ever seeing this trailer um, plays. And it was, um, I remember when the trailer was over, us all just kind of like, no one spoke during it. And when it was over, us all just like turning to each other with our like jaws dropped, just like <laughs> we can, like amazed that that was a movie that was coming out this year. Because that's that's exactly what you do. Like if you're in a movie theater and the trailers play, as soon as the trailer's over, that's exactly what you do. You turn to everyone next to you and you look at each other and you say, either that's going to be good or that's going to be bad or that's terrible. Right. <laughs> so I, I I'm always curious, like what about a trailer makes it good? So what for you? makes it really good, makes that makes that trailer really good? I mean, it definitely depends on the type of movie you're trying to sell. You know, like different things work for different types of movies. Um, in general, I think a big thing, um, if it's a drama or a thriller, is to not give too much of the plot away in the trailer. I think for those kind of movies, if I can get the basic understanding of what the plot is and then the tone, that's all I need. Um yeah, for for me, for me, it's all tone. Right. Like, if if I walk into a movie and the trailer has a different tone than the movie I I'm watching, I'm mad. Even if, even if the trailer's good and the movie's good, yeah. just it's it it sets up my expectation. No, I definitely think so. the whole point of the trailer is to get people to buy a ticket. But I also think it's to prepare people emotionally for mm-hmm. what they're and you know sitting down for two or so hours for. Um, because yeah, you want to you want to prepare yourself for is this going to be a scary movie, an emotional movie, a, a movie where I'm going to laugh? Because if the tone is completely different, then you, whether the movie's good or not, you'll be dissatisfied. One of my favorite trailers is the Watchmen trailer, um, which plays the Smashing Pumpkins song. The beginning is the end of the is the beginning. Um, do you know Do you know what trailer I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. The boy that cries through you 
that I think is one of the few trailers that I like that has just a lot of text that you have to read, but it just kind of plays that song and intercuts between um, images from the film and text that you have to read. And every once in a while, you know, gives a line and, you know, uh, a voiceover line from, from the movie. And that I think it flows so well and is exactly the mood of that movie not the greatest movie, but it sets the mood perfectly for exactly what you're what you're going to get with that movie. Um, and I loved I loved watching that trailer when it first came out. Um, and I think it's also important to say like how much trailers have changed because how much of the audience has changed. Like trailers now are things that you watch on YouTube again and again and again, and Absolutely. you find out about trailers because someone shared a link on Twitter or something like that, as opposed to originally trailers were made to be watched before a movie in a movie theater. Um, and so a lot of that, that's I, I feel like that's why, for me at least, most of the trailers that I love are, I say newer, but like in the last 20 years or so. Those are kind of the bigger the bigger trailers that I like. So Lucas, do you have a favorite trailer, the one that comes to mind? Yes. So f- my favorite trailer is actually for a movie that I hate. I, I wouldn't say hate. <laughs> it's a movie that, that is a movie that I hate. Um, Clash of the Titans. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gotta say enough. If I do this, I do it as a man. But you are not just a man. Have you seen that movie? No. Okay. <laughs> Clash of the Titans with Sam Worthington is a terrible movie, but its trailer is so great it's basically a music video is all it is it's just um i and i forget which song plays under it but it's it's just a music video and they do such a great job of cutting with the music it's it's the perfect way to build an action movie and get people really excited for the worst movie possible um (laughs) i that it's that's that's a trailer that i will go back and revisit even though i've seen the movie and it's it's so bad, um, but the trailer still gets me excited for that movie again. <laughs> I mean, I feel the exact same way when I watch the Suicide Squad trailers. I oh, that's true. Yeah, I will watch all of those trailers over again, even though I've seen <laughs> the movie and hated the movie. I still will rewatch those trailers and enjoy myself. Oh man, we have talked so much about Suicide Squad. Eventually, I'm going to see this movie. I mean, I, I, I will. I'm going to see the director's cut. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see the extended version. <laughs> oh, man. But I think I think a, a lot of what makes that trailer great, well, I'll say the first trailer, the first Suicide trailer great, is uh, Viola Davis and the voiceover that she has. Basically, a lot of what's happening recently is now you have somebody with a very fantastic, dramatic voice talking over clips and basically that's how you kick off your trailer you kick it off with someone who can really catch your attention really nail down again the tone and the drama of what's happening and you just have them talk over i had to give the give one of their monologues from the movie over the first part of the trailer which i think is what's catching a lot of people's attention if, if it's if you're watching on tv Coming back to the Super Bowl, if you're watching it on TV, you got to catch somebody's attention. I know people are hanging out waiting for the commercials because that's everyone's favorite part. Of, I won't say everybody. <laughs> that's our favorite part right. <laughs> of, of the game. But 
I feel like that the first like three to five seconds of a of a trailer, I I don't necessarily want to know what the movie is, but I I at, at that point I want to be intrigued. See, and one of the things that I love so much about that first Suicide Squad trailer that does catch my attention is not the voiceover, but it's um the use of music you know this this trailer starts off with bohemian rhapsody and um that is what is like so like ear catching and then makes you really pay attention to what's happening um Mm -hmm. and trailers i think when there's an iconic song attached to a trailer um, yep i think that Get, makes you identify with that trailer so much and then it, you identify that song with that mu- that movie for the rest of time you know um, yeah I, I can't think of the song creep from radiohead without thinking of the social network um, true and yeah the best trailers that i can think of um whenever i think of like what are my favorite trailers they all have like this one iconic song playing either throughout the whole trailer or throughout a major part of it um, mm-hmm. A great example of that recently is Guardians of the Galaxy, that first trailer yes. for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. When Hooked on a Feeling comes on, um, <laughs> it gets everyone pumped. There are so many good things about that trailer and the way they use like punchlines and build up like each individual character. But the use of Hooked on a Feeling is, I think, what makes it a, like a stunner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would also... Link, this is a much less popular movie, but Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, um, absolutely. That that trailer with Arcade Fires Wake Up. Um, that's a, that's one that plays through most of that trailer, and that, whew, <laughs> that gets you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one that's coming to mind is um, the trailer for the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo from Dave, David Fincher's version. Mm, yeah, um, David Fincher cuts his own trailers. Yeah, he d- he never lets anybody else do it. He cuts his own, and they're always great yeah they're stunning. always and that one has um the immigrant song but a cover of it by karen O, I believe um, oh nice yeah and and it's um that's another thing is like covers of pop songs and trailers mm-hmm. are a big trend and yep. let me tell you it is one i love <laughs> give me I... a pop song <laughs> slowed down and melancholy <laughs> sung by like Lana Del Rey and I am yeah. in for your movie. <laughs> the, I I am grudgingly because uh, I, I I do love it, but I'm I am also annoyed that that is what gets me every time and they know that's what gets me. Yes. <laughs> so, but I can't I can't help it. it. It really does make for a great trailer. But I'm wondering how long that'll take to get played out. I mean, a lot of people would probably say it already is played out. I personally right. say that, but right, agreed. But <laughs> I, I guess I guess played out to the point to where no one does it anymore. Because right. I, I feel like yeah, I feel like a lot of people are saying like yeah, we're tired of it, but they keep doing it and it keeps working. Works so no. fucking well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now what we had before, uh, not before, but what we had, I guess originally was the in a world right. voiceover right. where you had where you had some guy with a deep voice basically narrating. This is the world that you're about to enter. This is what you're about to see. And that's gone now completely. Yeah. Um and I think I think one we don't want like that that became a parody of itself. And so I'm and so I I think we will also get to a point where the slowed down uh cover is also pretty parodied. Sure. Sure. Um do you have any terrible trailers? Um the I'm 
sure there's plenty. Um, the problem is that, like, you see most trailers, I think, aren't great. And so we mm-hmm. see so many bad trailers that it's hard to stand out, like, which ones are actually, like, really bad. Um, yeah. The one that comes to mind was this trailer uh, for a movie called The Double with Richard Gere. Yes. Not the Jesse Eisenberg movie, The Double. This is a different right. movie with Richard Gere and Topher <laughs> Grace. And I just remember seeing that trailer and laughing at how remarkably, remarkably bad it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest flaw in that trailer is that it gives away one of the major plot twists, like, in the trailer. Oh, my God. The entire time, he's been hunting himself. You've been looking for caches a long time, haven't you? And now I found him. It would seem so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so what's crazy is so I saw this movie without seeing the trailer wow, at all. Wow, really? I know, yeah. And I was I was surprised by the plot twist. Oh. I really was. <laughs> and so then going back and like watching the trailer like years later I was like, "Oh my gosh, watching the trailer you think they reveal the big twist like early on." Uh-huh. In the movie, but it's not. It's like they are actually like spoiling the movie in the trailer. Right. <laughs> is the movie good, Lucas? It's not bad. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's like great. I I'd watch it again. I would again. say that not only does this trailer spoil the twist, but it mm-hmm. makes the movie look very bad. Like it makes it look like this is a oh. truly horrible movie. Yeah, the yeah, the trailer looks awful. Actually, I think this is a movie I own. I think I own <laughs> oh this movie. Oh my goodness. I'm <laughs> on DVD somewhere in my DVD collection. I think I have this movie. But yeah, so I if you've seen the trailer, it's probably not going to be a good movie. Right. Because that, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, one one trailer that I think is, I mean, questionably bad is, is any, any, so let me, let me say it this way. A lot of trailers try to kick off the trailer, kind of making you think it's one type of movie and then switches partway in. Which can be used hilariously and can be used pretty terribly. Um, I think Red Eye is a trailer that uses it just, it's, I hate that trailer. You hate that trailer? <laughs> Lucas, that I think is one of the most brilliant trailers. Hi, that's actually my seat. You're kidding. You're not kidding. The name's Jackson. Lisa. So what do you do? As fate would have it, my business is all about you. Sure, where you're going with this? JR. Joe Reisert. Your father? Where did you get that? Grabbed it off your dad's desk next to your graduation picture. Oh my gosh. No. No. I remember. No. Again, this is another one where I remember seeing it in a theater. Yeah. And you think it's going to be a rom com. And yeah. you get yeah. engaged. And then halfway through the trailer, you realize it's a thriller. And my mind was blown, and also it got me so <laughs> pumped to see that movie. Oh man, no, I was I was out. I was so out <laughs> because because it seemed like the cheesiest rom com, 
And if you're doing that and it's going to be a comedy, I don't know. I don't know. Just the way it twisted it from being a rom-com to being a thriller made it seem like the cheesiest thing I had ever seen. I also saw it in the theater and I also thought it was it started off as a rom-com. So, and then when it switched, I was like, oh, my gosh, so I cannot believe this. What is a good example of this? A good example of it would be uh, 10 or not 10 Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield. The Cloverfield trailer starts again. I don't like that movie, but the trailer starts it off thinking it's like a a found footage, maybe rom-com like party movie and then turns into a thriller horror movie. Okay. And that 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 twist, the way they do that in the trailer is phenomenal. See, I would completely disagree with you on that. Why? Because on no. in that trailer, when you start watching it, it's like, yeah, found footage. And there mm-hmm. are no found footage like rom coms, Lucas. It's right, all right. No. That's that was that's what was so great. No, You're like, oh my gosh, they're pioneering new new stuff here. <laughs> that's why it's there's no I was surprise because you're just like yeah, something creepy is gonna ba- about to happen because this is on a fa- because this is on a like found footage, and so okay, fine. you're like I was the only person surprised by that trailer. What? I was the only person surprised by that trailer. Fine. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying you were, but <laughs> like you're anti- at least I was anticipating something creepy about to happen, and mm. whereas with Red Eye, like there was it was a total surprise like halfway through the trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. We absolutely will. Oh, man. Okay. How about this? Have you seen the Two Towers trailer? Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. I don't remember. You don't don't like Lord of the Rings, do you? No. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the Two Towers trailer uses the Requiem for a Dream theme. And that, yes. I think I know what you're talking about as a song. Okay, yes. There will be no dawn for men. It's the ring. Bruno! It's taking hold of you. You have the gift of foresight. Tell me what you have seen. He is not coming back. The defenses have to hold. They will hold. There is nothing for you here. Only death. There is still hope. That song is used really well, I think, in the in the Two Towers trailer, um, and it's it's interesting using that from a separate movie. Yeah, i I definitely have heard of people using like movie scores from other movies, like in initial stages, like if you're trying to sell a movie. Um, but yeah, a lot of directors will use like temp scores and stuff like that. Right. Um, as they're trying to kind of pitch their movie and as even as they're editing it. But to use it in like an official trailer is is kind of strange to me. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But I think it works really well for that trailer. And I think, I, I mean, anytime I hear that song automatically, I'm <laughs> I'm excited. So, um, okay, so one other thing about trailers that I want us to discuss, because we've been yes. talking a lot about like kind of dramas and action films are mm-hmm. trailers for comedies. Um because I feel like that is a super tricky balance to like stay on. It is um, very much so. Most I would say most comedies give away the best. Not I don't know about the best jokes, but most of their good jokes away in the trailer. Right, and then you know that's the whole thing is you leave the movie saying like, oh, I saw all the jokes coming because I saw them all in the trailer. 
Right. But you, the problem is you have to have good jokes in the trailer. Otherwise, people won't think it's a funny movie. Right. So where do you, where do you draw the line? Yeah. So I have a really good example of a comedy trailer that I watched over and over and over leading up to the movie coming out because I think it's so fun and also just like got me psyched for the movie. Um, and that's the trailer for Neighbors, the Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, mm-hmm. Rose Byrne movie. Um, I loved this movie. I don't think it gives away all the best jokes in the trailer, but I think it gives Agreed. away a lot of really great ones that make you excited for the movie. Um, yes. The, one of the trailers for it that came out also, I think, uses uh, music in a really great way. It starts off the trailer with the um, who are the people in your neighborhood, but like a really pretty version of it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, quickly transitions into like intense hip hop music and just frat guys like partying and destroying things um, basically you're saying it uses all of the elements we've just talked right, about right right <laughs> the great music setting the mood yeah. the the switch right absolutely <laughs> um another thing i really love about this trailer in particular as a comedy trailer is that it makes what should be a very small story you know about just like a prank war between neighbors, which is not very grand, like Ghostbusters mm-hmm. or a buddy cop movie. It's a smaller, you know, idea, but it makes it into a spectacle. You know, the trailer has huge firework displays and people dancing and, uh, you know, th- people getting ex- like having things exploded on their bodies. And uh, <laughs> it really makes this movie look like an event that you don't want to miss, even though it's just like kind of a, a regular comedy. Yeah, that that and it, it helps that that movie is actually really, really good. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do think one of the things that it does really well there is it, it, it gives you the premise of the story and um, a little bit of the back and forth. I mean, in a prank war, that's all it is. It's just back and forth, back and forth. So it lets you in on a little bit of what the escalating back and forth can be without giving anything away. Right. And, you know, one thing that comedies like this have in their favor is that they don't need to show you some of, like, the emotional work happening in this movie. Right. Because that's not what's getting you to the theater, even though this movie has, I think, really great emotional work in it with between all the characters. Um, yeah. They don't need to, like build that into these trailers because they they have enough great hilarious material um and i think this also applies for the neighbors two trailer sorority rising um i think they just did it all over again and did it well yeah do you have any other do you have any comedy trailers that stand out to you so the trailer for the hangover the first trailer for that oh, one yeah yeah so one of the things that i really like about that trailer specifically is how it incorporates i think a lot more of the physical humor of that movie. I mean, obviously it, it says punchlines as well. Um, but it actually goes at the visual. There's a lot of, a lot of visual comedy happening in that trailer, I think, which is, which is fun to see. Cause I feel like a lot of comedy is not only written, but also performed as dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue comedy. Um, and that one specifically kind of relies on the physical comedy of that trailer. Yeah. And that's pretty great because I feel when a joke is told, I am more likely to remember it when I'm watching the movie and I'm, and I mm-hmm. know that the punchline is coming up, but physical comedy, I don't think sticks as much in my head. And so, um, when I'm watching the film, it's not quite as like, Oh, and I think, 
they're gonna I also fall think so- this exact same way yeah right and i think also physical comedy is hard to ruin even if you have seen it before right and a lot of times you know when you see it again it just reminds you of how funny it is as opposed to being like oh, i already heard that or i already saw exactly. that exactly so, yeah um so let's take a look at this so we have we've, we've talked about some of our favorite trailers what makes a trailer good do you have any predictions for movies that will premiere their commercial at the super bowl Ooh, i haven't really gave, given it a lot of thought yet trying to think of what's the earliest of all the summer movies we're gonna get mm-hmm. i guess we've already seen a guardians of the galaxy 2 trailer um, yeah but we could get another one we could get another one you know what i could see us getting at the super bowl um is we've already seen kind of a a small teaser for this but a real full trailer for pirates of the caribbean dead men tell no tales we could get that that is that true seems like ripe for the super bowl crowd that actually is perfect <laughs> <laughs> That is that is exactly the Super Bowl crowd. Um, Cars three, also I think we've seen some. I know we've seen some kind of teaser trailers, but maybe a bigger mm-hmm. Cars three trailer. Yep, I could see coming up at the Super Bowl. Yep. Oh, uh, we got Independence Day resurgence last, last year, year at the that Super makes Bowl. A lot of sense. We got Deadpool. Sure. We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We got Jason Bourne. We got a bunch of bad movie trailers. Let me tell last you <laughs> what we've already gotten some trailers for this movie, but I don't know if we'll see any new ones. But I I bet during the Super Bowl we're gonna see some trailers for the Emoji Movie. Oh yeah, yep. I I feel like we're hating on the Super Bowl crowd here, but this is. <laughs> I mean, but but this is the place to put it. Like yeah. if you're if you and by Super crowd i really just mean you the, mean everyone the biggest crowd <laughs> yeah it, you're gonna you're gonna hit the most that are people trying to hit the big uh, the biggest audience there's nothing niche about the super bowl crowd you know true um, true yeah so it's not even so much about a certain type of person that watches the super bowl but it's about which movies can hit the most types of people in one film mm-hmm. yeah i think we could get um, I know we've already had a Baywatch trailer, Ooh, um, yeah. but probably another Baywatch trailer could happen at, at the Super Bowl. I'm excited about and Baywatch. I Baywatch looks great. Yeah. That's another great comedy trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let me tell you, I think, Zac oh, yeah. Efron is great in comedy trailers. Zac Efron's great <laughs> he's, in comedies. But I was, I was going to say, he's kind of making comedy right now. Yeah. Like, this is it. He's He found his niche. But <laughs> the Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates trailer is pretty great, even though the movie yeah. is just okay. Um, yep. And Zac Efron's a big part of that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that guy, who would have known after High School Musical that he'd end up in adult comedies? Oh, he's, he's killing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... We could get another Transformers trailer as well. Yeah, that sounds about right. At the Super Bowl, which, meh. Sure. But. Well, I'm excited to see them. I'm excited for, yeah, you know, like you said earlier, Lucas, I feel like nowadays I it's very rare for me to see a trailer in theaters for the first time for a movie I'm excited about. I feel like more often I see them online first. Um, yes, I think the exception to that is going to be the Super Bowl. You know, there there's a good chance of me seeing trailers at the Super Bowl for the first time uh, mm-hmm. for movies that I am excited about. Yep. 
Are you are you having a Super Bowl party? Are you watching it at a Super Bowl? Party? Uh, I haven't made any plans yet. Is that this Sunday? Yeah, that's this Sunday. I I also don't know if I have plans for the Super Bowl, but I love watching these trailers with people. I always love watching trailers with people and seeing getting people's reactions from them for the first time you yeah. see them. So, I'm excited. Cool. All right. Anything else? Nope, I'm good. Awesome. I did not think of a way to get off this stage. But <laughs> I think that about wraps it up. So, until next week, at least. So, until then, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter at feeling it pod. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash feeling it pod. Uh, so where can we find you individually, Sandra? My social media handles are at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z. And, you know, if you were following me this week, you got the great treat of seeing my Snap story and Instagram story where I tried on every single hat that I own. So great content <laughs> is happening over there. Don't you want to miss out on anything like that? Oh well, I'm. I you can find me at Lucas and Stuff just about everywhere, and uh, I don't wear a lot of hats, so <laughs> I will not be doing that. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well. Thanks for listening. Yeah, there we go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it? Go home? Yep. Move it along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people. 